CHF Broadcasting fee and the opinions expressed during the show are not necessarily those of the staff, management, or ownership of WGCH Radio. Good morning. Welcome, welcome, fashion friends, to Fashion Friday. It's good to be back. I'm so happy to be back, Bob. Have, did you miss me? Did you miss my fashion ch- chitter-chatter? Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Glad to have you back. Yay. Yay! Well, I have been traveling a little bit, not too much, not extensively, but traveled to the West Coast a bit, came back, went straight into New York Fashion Week, which is why I wasn't here last week. But do I have the scoop du jour for you? So um, I have to say, I realized a few things, and maybe these might be obvious to some people, but I guess it took me a minute. Through all of this, through traveling and going to different events that I went to, because I didn't go to the East Coast for fashion, I went for personal reasons, and then uh, a little vacation snuck in there, and then I came back. I realized that I am the best version of me when I'm traveling, when I have my routine, which is part of the routine is traveling, when I'm home and then away, when I'm constantly on the move. And of course, little little time, time for rest and recovery, of course. But I realized that I am happiest <laughs> when I'm just constantly moving along you're active right active yes. that's it you know it's funny because i don't i guess i am i don't think of myself that way but i've had many doctors many um like people that know me you know my hairdresser will say that same exact word it's funny you say that you're very active and i'm like well <laughs> that's a good thing right because uh, i'm coming up on a milestone birthday in january i don't want to say what it is i guess it's not a big deal but it kind of is i don't know it's not a big deal to me but I, other people make it a big deal so i feel like i should be making a big deal. Anyway, I like being active, and I think we're gonna we're gonna stick with that. <laughs> okay. So anyway, um, I also feel like I noticed another thing. Once I was sort of thinking about my past few, the past few weeks, I tend to remember events, places, and people by what I was wearing, by my outfits. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Smells, too. Smells are a big thing. They've always been a big thing for me. I could smell something, and it could remind me, and I know that's pretty common, remind me of a very specific event of where I was, what I was doing, who I was with, if I smell certain things. Um, but, yeah, my I guess that makes sense of why I do what I do. But I can remember events and places. And I realized this because I had this conversation with someone that I saw. I was out in California. And we were talking about something. And I said, oh, yes, I was wearing blah, 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 blah. And you were wearing da, da, da. And that had nothing to do with the conversation. <laughs> but I just – and he looked at me and said – I can't believe you remember what I wore. And I was like, yeah, well, maybe I have a picture of it somewhere. And I don't know if I did or not, but I had a picture in my head. Sure. So, yeah, I realized that. So I'm like, yeah, well, I guess I'm in the right business then, right? Well, like a typical guy, I'm similar in a, in a sense to that. I always notice what kind of cars are around. Ah. I, I don't know why. It, yeah. what, is it, what is it doing for me? Nothing. But, yeah. but it's something that you like or enjoy. Learned, or, I yeah. learned early on. Learned early on, yeah. I could identify cars at a glance. And oh. now it becomes harder because a lot of cars look similar these days. Right. But still, I can pick them out. Yeah. And I still try to. 
for what reason, I'm not quite sure. Oh, well, you like it. You <laughs> yeah. Know, and, and it's like comfortable. It. Yeah. Mm. I, the same with me. And it's uh, same thing with the outfit thing. And it's not like a judgmental thing. It's literally, it's more about what I was wearing, you know, like, oh, yeah, I, I was wearing that. And I was wearing, and, and then another time I had a conversation and I was saying to my husband, we were meeting up with a friend that we hadn't seen in a while. And my sentence was, oh, the last time we saw him for lunch, was two years ago. Don't you remember we were all wearing blue? And again, it was, and he was like, no. And I said, yeah, it was ironic because we were all in the same shade of blue. I even had a blue scarf in my hair and I had a blue jump. And he was like, no, I definitely don't remember. We were all three, like me, my yeah. husband, and my, our friend was all wearing blue. But I would not have remembered that either. <laughs> so having said that, let's get into the return of New York Fashion Week in-person events. I was so happy to be a part of it. I didn't go to a whole lot um, by choice. You know, I, I kind of wanted to ease. I didn't want to go to everything I was invited. First of all, it's exhausting. And I literally flew from the West Coast. I uh, touched ground, ran home, emptied my suitcase, refilled it, and went to the city. And then I was there for about four days. So, um, yeah. So that was a kind of a rough one. And so I just wanted to pick and choose which events I was going to, ones I was really interested in. Um, I wasn't interested in crowds. I mean, yeah, the obvious reasons, but I don't like crowds to begin with. So why would I want to be in crowds with, you know, possible sick people? Mm. <laughs> um, so I have to say, overall, it was really good to be in person and what I saw in general, not just with myself and my friends, but just even with strangers, it felt the energy in the city was great. Um, The meatpacking district, Soho, downtown where sort of a lot of the shows take place. There's kind of two areas that a lot of shows take place and then a lot more kind of scattered. Um, It felt like a combination of celebrations and reunions. That's exactly how I felt. Everywhere, there were people hugging each other that haven't seen each other. um, And then other people that have were just celebrating to be back and to be out and to be at an event with more than two people. (laughs) And, you know, not necessarily six feet apart. A lot of things were outside. Um, You know, you had to, you certainly had to show uh, a vaccination card and that kind of stuff for a lot of this, a lot of indoor things. Um, So I think things were done safely and, um, you know, you can choose if you wanted to go or not, obviously. Um, In general, I was just telling you earlier, Bob, uh, restaurants, because I was at several restaurants throughout the four days. The more casual restaurants, a lot of restaurants that have outside seating, there's not even a mention of, you know, because you can just sit outside, which is what we did. It was actually a beautiful, beautiful weekend. I think there was a little bit of rain one day, but when I was in the city, it was it was beautiful. Um, and then more, you know, we went to some fancy restaurants at night for dinner, and obviously we sat inside. And there we did, you did, they did ask for proof of vaccination and your ID. So... I wasn't sure how it was going to go. I thought, well, let's see how this goes. How strict will they be? Will they really enforce this? Because then here's the other thing. Think about the people that are asking for this. It's not the police or the military. This is like, you know, a young, sweet little thing, like a hostess. And, you know, there might be some challenges or pushback by clients or, or people. I don't know. I hope not. I'm sure it has happened. Obviously, we've heard it has. But um, I was a little concerned about that, too. Mm-hmm. When, again, I'm thinking, well, you're in Manhattan, you know the deal, why would you go if you're, you know, not willing to, to agree to the, the mandate or whatever it is? But anyway, 
None, nonetheless, it was great. Um, I think that here's what I think. Overall, things have changed in the fashion world and for the better. Um, people like to call it new normal, whatever you want to call it. Things are not back to the way they were, but I think it's a good thing. So in general, um, I felt like you know New York City hosted five days of highly anticipated fashion events and what I saw in general and again we've got three more cities happening right now or happening in this month um, designers were anxious to get pretty clothes out there again whatever pretty is for their DNA of their line and it was not all about the loungewear they're done with the loungewear and the sweats they are and I thought about this and I thought well you know that's obviously still very part of our culture it's it's what we do you know as I was traveling I was looking around to see what people I, I always like to see people watch at the airport I really not just to look at people but to look at what they're wearing because it always intrigues me how sloppy and messy <laughs> people look I want to do like a fashion police report from the airport one day I'm going to do I'm going to do a, an event you and I are going to go there Bob and we're just going to post up and, and do a you know do's and don'ts it's awful and it's gotten worse because we've all been in you know sweats or as I like to call it loungewear what I saw from designers was um, a little bit of that depending on their aesthetic if they kind of do casual ready to wear anyway there was a little bit um, but for the most part no none which is a good thing. So I think that's part of it. And again, it's not to say there's not a time and a place. I understand that lifestyle changes. Lots of people still working from home. Maybe you're a new mom. Maybe you're retired. Whatever it may be. I'm not saying you need to be in a ball gown, you know, or in high heels for, you know, being a, a stay-at-home mom or whatever it is. I get it. Or commuting into the city. I get it. But there's the other part of the people that are back to work and that are, are going to events and look forward to, like me, I'm uncomfortable in sweats. I know that sounds odd, but uncomfortable me, not literally, just meaning like, oh, I'd rather be in and we could fill in the blank with lots of other things, where a lot of people, it's the other way around. So I think at the end of the day, depending on the designer or the brand, whatever they're, if they normally did what they call soft dressing, you know, casual wear, and fine, keep doing it. If it wasn't something you did before, don't do it. I don't, we don't need, we don't need like sweatpants or a tracksuit from Stella McCartney or from Prada. We don't. That's not what I want from Prada. If I'm spending money on Mucha Prada's beautiful designs, I want what she's known for, which is pattern and femininity and all that stuff. I don't want a tracksuit from Prada. Yeah, um, but can can you not get that femininity and and the design in it in a um, in loungewear? Well, it depends. I mean, what we're talking about fabrics and color, sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. But overall, you're still in sweats. You know, you're still if you're talking like an elastic waist. So it sounds like the difference really is between exceedingly comfortable clothing and not as comfortable clothing. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I would disagree. I think it depends on the person, what you prefer, Mm. and then obviously the the item. Like what I'm in today, I'm very comfortable in. I have a button-down woven shirt on. It's extremely light, and it's cotton. It's really comfortable. I mean, it's very soft to the touch. And then I have a pencil skirt on that's uh, kind of – it's not quite a tweed. It's not as heavy as a tweed, but it's also very comfortable to me. But that's not to say it wouldn't become it would be uncomfortable for someone else. So I think it depends on the fabric and the cut, and then obviously the person's preference. 
Um, yeah, because I can't say I'm uncomfortable. If mm-hmm. I want, you know, mm-hmm. maybe some, yes, sometimes yes. Like something really form-fitting sometimes. Yeah, maybe a high collar. That yeah. Kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, skinny jeans, I'm uncomfortable in skinny jeans. Uh-huh. I'm very happy to wear. That's a good point. Yeah. So that's one thing. I, I'm like, okay, that's not on trend right now. Whether it is or it isn't doesn't bother me, but I'm happy to see that go. Because <laughs> I, w- I never really loved it. I think, again, they look great with certain silhouettes, but I don't really love them. I hate, I would never wear them on a plane. To sit for hours in something really tight and constricting, in that case, I'd rather be in a s- sweats, but of course, my sweats would be nice. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Anyway, let's get to some trends seen on the runways, okay? So I narrowed it down because there was a lot, but I narrowed it down, and uh, I'll, I'll touch on some some things that I saw First thing I saw a lot of was, and this is between going to live events and then what the research I did also on the internet, because a lot of events were also um, streamed still. So some everything was in person, but some things were also streamed, which is still nice. I like that. I think that's the best of both worlds. Um, liquid metal, as I'm calling it. So this is sequins in a new way. So think of sequins, but not those little tiny round things. It's more like... It looks like liquid metal. It looks kind of fluidy. Um, it's sort of the new way to wear a metallic clothing. And it's I saw it done a lot in silk and in leather. So think of silk. You know how it's shiny? But it's done in a metallic, like a gold, a copper, a silver, or in leather. It was interesting, I will say. Example of this is Tom, sorry, is Tom Ford um, showed a lot of this on his runway. So if you kind of do a little search and you can see what I'm talking about. Or you just wait and you'll probably see a lot of it coming out in a few months. Um, Keep in mind, by the way, what I was looking at was spring-summer of 2022. So that's what I was viewing. Um, But yeah, liquid metal. It's really cool. I thought it was uh, interesting. And um, depending on how it's done and what what uh how it's styled really interesting and like i said a new way to wear sort of a metallic because metallic could be you know the fabric sometimes could be almost feel like a aluminum foilish you know looks that like that or it could be something really exquisite in this case silk and leather and just done in the, like a sheen and as you walk it kind of just catches the light really really beautiful um i've also saw a lot of the bubble hem oh so Yes, it's exactly what you're thinking. Bridesmaids dresses circa 1984. The bubble hem. Yes, very 80s trend. Looks like, you know, on the bottom, it's kind of, the bottom of the hem is turned up and it's poofy. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I can picture that now. Yes. (laughs) Just think of, like, basically any wedding that took place in the 80s. (laughs) Remember, like, really big hair and, like, puffy, puffy sleeves and a big bubble at the bottom? Yeah. So the bubble hem. Very, very voluminous. Um, it was mostly in evening wear, but I think as as this trickles down the line by, you know, next spring, summer, we'll see it in casual wear. I guarantee we'll see it at sort of the high-end shops. Um, I saw it on the runways of Carolina Herrera and Jason Wu. Yeah, not a fan. Not a fan. The models look beautiful on the runway, but they were on a runway, and they're models, and they're walking down, and that's it. It's not, you know, everyday life. So I don't know who's going to look good in this. I can't even say I might be on board with this. You know, sometimes I 
I'm not sure about a trend and then I say, all right, I, I'm on board with it. Once I figure out how I'm going to style it, no, not this one. Because, okay, let me break it down. Here's why. And this is the obvious. It's a bubble, people. It's adding volume. And if it's in a skirt or a dress, it's adding volume in your waist or hip or thigh, usually the area women don't want to add volume. <laughs> but does it help hide the natural shape of the person's body? No. And that's what, pe- that's what women often think. That's a yes, really good question, yeah. Bob. So often we will see curvier women or whatever. Maybe they're overweight by their judgment, and they want to cover it up. Mm. You're not going to. No. So I'm not saying wear skin-tight things. I'm not saying there's a way to do it. There's a way to do it. And that, you have to call me about that. <laughs> the, the A-line is yes, the best trick. That's a, way, that's a way. Yes, that's yeah. one way to do it for sure. You've got to figure out, it's about proportions, really. You've got to figure out the widest part of your body and address that first. And then you go to the, the, the rest of it. Mm. So just covering it up with lots of stuff makes you, it ends up, you look like a tent. And it doesn't matter what your sh- size and shape or weight is. Mm. Um, I mean, it's happened to me personally. You know, I'll put on something. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I look, you know, like three times my size. Um, but just because of where I'm adding the volume. So, um, and most women carry, or we carry our weight in like hip and thigh. Why would we want to add a big bubble there? <laughs> I don't know. Um, you know, yes, tall, thin, beautiful models that are boy shape, more, more of a boy tomboy shape as they call it, or um, maybe just are very narrow on the, yes, that, it might work for you. I still don't really love it. There's something kind of juvenile about it that I'm like, how is that going to look sophisticated? I don't know. I just, I think of, maybe it's because I'm an 80s kid. I think of like Cindy Lauper, Bubblegum Pink. You know, I think of things like that. So not on board with that one. Um, another one I am on board with is, and this is easy, black and white. Oh, black and white. You say, how can black and white be a trend? Black and white and a lot of checkerboard prints I saw as well. Also lots of hound's tooth or dog tooth, whatever you want to call it, depending on if you're British. Um, and what I will say about this is normally black and white can be called a neutral or very safe. You know, everyone knows just wear black and white. Okay. Personally, I feel... You've got to have a twist. And I don't mean black and white solids. I mean black and white pattern. So I saw lots of stripes and swirls, and it was black and white done in a graphic pattern. Um, Checks and what else? Uh, Tori Birch and Brandon Maxwell were two designers that showed a lot of this on their runway. You can easily check pictures of this online. Um, Yeah, and, and I liked it because it was using sort of contrasting shades with the black and white to sort of create a bold piece. So Tori Birch had black and white. It was kind of stripes. And then she had this green paired and thrown in with it in a, in a dress. And I thought, oh, I love that little like pop of color into black and white. So I don't mean a white top and black pants. Then you're going to look like a caterer or a waiter. So no, I, I mean a pattern of black and white um, or just a, a mix of it, you know, of, of uh, a pattern. And then layering some colors. So I did like this. And of course, I love check any kind of prints. I love check houndstooth. I personally just bought something um, that was houndstooth, which I really love. I have to say, and I like calling it houndstooth, not dog tooth. Apparently it depends on the size 
Descent? I didn't realize anybody did call it dogtooth. Okay. The, the, the English, yes. Oh. British often called it dogtooth. And, appa- and I was like, okay, well, are we saying the same thing? But apparently it has to do with the size of the print, oh. which does make sense. If it's smaller, it would be a dog. If it's bigger, maybe it would be a hound. Oh, I don't right. know. I, I, I'm guessing. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, I, I have dogs and I love dogs, so I have to say houndstooth. I can't say dog. Um, so, yeah, I really love, love, love this trend. And um, I don't even want to call it a trend because, listen, black and white is never out. So um, we're just seeing more of it. And it's a, also a really easy way to wear a print. So if you say, well, I don't normally wear prints, checkerboard, a small, it can be a very small check. Um, and black and white is the easiest way to try it. Um, also, little tip, the smaller the print, the, the more it will read as a solid from a distance. So think about that. If you got just a tiny little check or something from a distance, is going to read as a solid. So it won't feel overwhelming. It won't look overwhelming. And um, you'll still feel comfortable. It's a nice way to try it. Okay, going to take a break on that note when we come back. I've got more notes from New York Fashion Week you won't want to miss, including one of my favorite trends from the 20s. Stay with us on 1490 WGCH. Fashion Friday with Tina is brought to you by AdCorp Media Group, a full-service local advertising agency that offers a range of marketing, web, social media, and design services for local business owners. At AdCorp, they take your business personally because they know that you do. By learning everything there is to know about how to run your business, the value of your products and services, and who your target is, they'll create a personalized business plan to communicate your message to your audience. They offer logo and branding development, digital and web design, social media management, and more. Are you ready to grow your business? Call AdCorp Media Group now at 1-877-323-2677. Or visit them at adcorpmg.com. Adcorp Media Group. They'll take your business personally, as personally as you do. Welcome back to Fashion Friday. Okay, New York Fashion Week fashion notes I've got for you. Lots of fun things that I saw on the runways. One of my favorites was Fringe. I love fringe. Bring back the flapper fringe. Um, And I'll have to say, this isn't new. We've kind of seen this now for several seasons. How it it was newer to me, I saw it on a lot of soft knit dresses. So it was very casual pieces. You know, I felt like for a while we were seeing fringe, fringe, fringe on like satin and more dressier clothing, evening wear. Um, a little bit, maybe a leather jacket, more of a Western fringe, a 20s fringe, because think about fringe can be presented different ways. And uh, it can look like it's from a different era or uh, place. And in this case, it was just a casual dress and then fringe around the bottom, like kind of around your legs when you walked, which is probably my favorite because it looks really pretty. It's movement. It's dimension. Um, it's not going to add volume. <laughs> um, it's going to add movement and an element of interest. So really, really loved that. Happy to see that. Trench coats were all over the runway. And you say, oh, how is that a trend? It's not. It's not. You know, you know I love a trench coat. And you know, to me, this is a staple. But here's what was different about it. It was a re- re-envisioned classic silhouette. So 
less simplistic, more of a statement piece, which I am here for, as the kids say. Um, lots of ruffles, big power power shoulders, you know, like padded shoulders. Um, lots of plaids. Just bought one myself, a little plaid trench coat. Um, and what I call mixed media. So there would be like a leather piece maybe on the breast, on the chest portion, and then it would be plaid. So it would be like your typical canvasy kind of trench coat or leather sleeves or first, I saw first sleeves, kind of like a calfskin sleeve with a more um, classic trench coat. So different, uh, even one that looks like they're plastic. I know, I think it was Burberry did one a few seasons ago. It was like a clear trench coat. So you could just basically look like you're just wearing cellophane. <laughs> um, so all different fabrics, all different colors, all different textures. Uh, like I said, uh, more puff shoulders I saw. Um, what else did I see? And again, yeah, lots of pattern again. Um, and I like that. I think it's, but still the same silhouette. It still has kind of a belt in the middle, usually double-breasted or, or maybe not, but buttons down the front with the belt. Um, some of them were more A-lines and sort of to the knee. Some of them were longer and more of like, a, I want to call it, I'm sure there's a name and I should know this, more of like an Inspector Gadget look, you know, like a, or like Sherlock Holmes type of coat. It's a trench coat, but it's longer and leaner. Yeah, and don't they also, like, put a, a relief for the uh, for movement yes. on the how – do, how do you say it? It's Inverted like, pleat, I think. And it's on the side of – the rear side of the of the jacket. Yes, on the back. Not like in down, – not down, down the center. Oh, but, so yes, it gives yes, you like yes, a large yes. placket of material yes. over the shoulder area in the back. Yes, yes, and that is called something, and I'm drawing mm. a blank. I know what you mean. <clears throat> um, but I love this. I thought this was great. Um, Two-piece dressing was also everywhere. And what it will mean, I mean by that, it's just a set, but different sets. So this is kind of a trend that's sticking around. We've seen this for a few um, seasons now. And it was basically everything from casual to formal. A lot of crop tops with a Bermuda short. So matching, same fabric, same pattern. Or um, a, 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 some sort of little top with a ball gown. Um, basically, it's just matching. So it's two pieces that match done in all different ways. It could be pants and a jacket. It could be a skirt and a top. I loved it. I have to say, the takeaway for me was um, everything is back, just with a twist. And I think it's a great time to edit your closet and go through what you've got and sort of shop your closet and, you know, create looks and then maybe add in whatever, something fun. This year, I've added in yet another trench coat because I couldn't resist a plaid trench coat because I don't own one. Um, so I think that was my ultimate takeaway for that. Um, by the way, the Met Gala took place the following Monday, which was last Monday, which is normally in May. That is the Super Bowl of the fashion industry. I'm, I have notes on that, and I'm going to talk about that next Friday. Mm. You don't want to miss that. So um, that was my other, other note. And I'll also talk about London Fashion Week, which is happening as we speak. You won't want to miss that. Lots of fun stuff in the upcoming weeks. Thanks for joining me. Join me next Friday for Fashion Friday on 1490 WGCH. Gene Kelly, Fred Astaire, Ginger Rogers, dance on air. They had style, they had grace. Rita Hayworth gave good faith. Lauren, Catherine, Manitou, Betty Davis, we love you. Ladies with an attitude, fellas that were in the mood. Don't just stand there, let's get to it.
1490 and FM 105.5 WGCH Greenwich. USA Radio News with Lance Pry. Joint Chiefs of Staff Mark Milley accused of treason at the waning moments of the Trump administration by disregarding the chain of command spoke on the subject for the first time Friday. Milley said that calls he made to his Chinese counterpart were perfectly within the duties and responsibilities.